Well, hello. Welcome to the Friends of Zeus podcast. Uh, Well, first of all, let me get the business out of the way. Um, First of all, you can find us uh, at Friends of Zeus podcast on Facebook, Stitcher, Apple, uh, Apple podcast, Anchor, Spotify, and Rumble, all under the same name. Um, <clears throat> tonight, we wanted to, I'm sorry, oh, and of course, YouTube and Facebook, if I didn't say Facebook already. You did. Um, um, well, anyway, tonight, we, we've often talked about this, but we wanted to go a little further, a little deeper dive into this. Um, the topic of over the past few years, we'll call it maybe five, how so many terms and words are being changed and there's, there's not only there are new de- definitions, but there's new words, words that we're still kind of struggling to grasp. Um, uh, some of them do fall into the the gender-based definitions, but there's other ones. Like um, one, for instance, is you're no no longer are you allowed to call somebody homeless. It's now, uh, I believe, unhoused, which the difference I do not see. Um, know how many how many homeless people I've run across that uh, I'm sorry, unhoused individuals that I've run across that have that that seemed to have their label um be an important aspect of their life so um that being said we I did want to just kind of go into that there's a lot of things right now like where where you you we're at this point right now where you have to stop and consider what you're saying at the risk of offending somebody. And I know we've quoted him before, but I, I'm personally of the attitude uh, that, uh, that Jordan Peterson has of, if you don't risk offending somebody, then you're just gonna stop thinking. We're gonna become stagnant where it's just gonna be flat water, you know, stuff growing on it, ugliness. Um, and I, and I happen to agree with that. Now, in the case of <clears throat> certain people that meet the criteria, I'm far more about it. But for instance, with, with, with gender, and I'm going to say this as kindly as I possibly can, um, gender has been changed into something else. Um, there's two genders. I mean, as far as I was ever raised to think and now the last I heard there's like six there's 62 different identifications for gender one of them being the one that we were just looking at and we'll we'll go over a list later um that one being cisgender which essentially just means you know uh heterosexual that sympathizes with people being offended is what I gather from it you guys looked at the list as well. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's a it's a very broad topic. I mean, talking about you know the language and and what you said, Zeus, as far as this noticeable uh, shift and change, um, which again has happened before, 
in different societies. It's just happening uh, to us now as far as having like the language, uh, the control of the language taken and, and directed a certain way. Um, you know, there, there's a couple examples of this that started, you know, really in earnest, I think in the, in the, in earnest in the late nineties, you know, obviously it started before then, but what we used to call political correctness. Um, and, and really what it is, it's a set of these arbitrary, in my view, rules uh, that are set forth that really serve to squelch speech because people feel like they're walking through a rhetorical minefield when they're just trying to get a point across. And people who promote this are said to take offense you know, to certain words to the point where it obfuscates actually getting to ideas, right? So they don't even, you can't even get to the to the thought or the idea because you kind of, you trip over the terminology and, you know, you And that's saw, what I was going to say. Yeah. It, it, it stunts communication. Um, one might even wonder if it's, if to a certain degree it's, it's been, this is kind of one of my choreography arguments of that to throw this into the social communicative, communicative, um, arena it makes you you know gender is a huge part of language you know like it, look at spanish you know you got the ah uh, at the end or the or the o oh at the end one means female one means male mm -hmm. we do similar things in 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 english and many other languages and <clears throat> messing with gender actually is is huge um, from a language-based perspective, it, it, you have to reassess whatever you're saying and, and hopefully you say it in the right manner. And if you don't, then there's another stunt to the, to the communication process because now you may have offended somebody or, or in the, the, from the other side, somebody may offend you because they don't address you in, in the proper way, to be, to be fair. You know, I do, I do believe that a lot of these people are actually, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're truly offended uh, and maybe they've been offended for a while and now it's just coming out. Or perhaps that's the egg or that's the chicken and this is the egg. And until this change in language came along, nobody maybe had these problems. These are like newly developed problems, the origin within the last, you know, five to 10 years. Just a consideration, I don't know. Do you think, do you, do you believe that people are offended, Jack? Do I believe that people are offended? Yeah. I think nowadays they, they, they've created a new language system. And if you're not part of it, then you're part of the old guard. And I think there may be a lot of feigning being offended. But I think now it's actually kind of dug roots. I think you have a whole new generation that's practically raised on this stuff. Because that's the problem. It's crate training. Mm -hmm. It isn't just getting out the old guard. It's making a whole new way of thinking in a whole new language that's there in place for your new 
let's say kindergartners, first graders and second graders. That's kind of a big issue going on right now, which maybe that's another uh, podcast. Yeah. But, but I, I think that, you know, if you're part of a certain generation, you're, you're expected to do a lot of cleaning up of your language. Like, I remember the first time I heard the term microaggression, and I thought it was silly, and I, it, it actually made me laugh. I was watching a show called Wang's World, and it was this travel show, and it was this Asian guy, you know, Asian-American, young guy, pretty, you know, affable guy. He would travel around the world, and he was visiting New England, and at some point, they saw, like, a triple... Well, that's a bad place to get all... Touchy-feely about your words. Well, no. No, so he's on there, and he's showing some of the sights of New England and his history there. And I guess – and then at at a baseball game of all places, he said something like, well, you know, there's a – there's there are a lot of sensitive issues around the history of baseball. And he said, like, love of baseball itself could be viewed as a microaggression. Jesus. And I didn't know what a microaggression was. And it, it, it took me a while to figure it out. It basically means you could be you could be saying something innocently, correct? If I have this right. You basically could just be having a conversation, making a statement, and something you say inadvertently offends somebody else. Is that pretty? But now it's got a name. It's not called maybe being misguided or maybe being rude if it's a, if it's on purpose or maybe maybe speaking out of turn or maybe you know putting your foot in your mouth you didn't know all the facts whatever but now it's a microaggression it, and you're it, the bad guy because you didn't know any better yeah a microaggression does not even require intent you no. know which is again where where this whole worm has turned where you know it's it's like what they used to say about you know pornography you can't can't define it but you know when you see it so you know when someone is saying something uh to hurt someone or to you know that's offensive as we would classically describe it um but the the classic one where i first started seeing this was the whole merry christmas thing and i'm not, I'm not talking about the war on christmas i'm just talking about in in media and and amongst in our entertainment you know where it's like saying merry christmas to someone who wasn't christian was all of a sudden offensive right so it's like you know i have uh friends who were jewish and they would say happy hanukkah or merry christmas and i would say it you're doing it for that person it's not um you know it's not a judgment you're not but they would consider that like a microaggression that would that became offensive to wish someone a happy holiday that they didn't themselves practice um you know that was an early form of it but really what all this is and and it's control It, it it is it is control it's used that way i mean there are definitely useful idiots that buy into this sort of um you know I mean, it's almost like a Maoist, a Maoist, uh, you know, rhetorical jail that they get, try to get you in. I don't know. But to me, like, I just don't believe people are actually offended about this. I I call it like false offense, like fake offense. I I mean, I'm saying, I'm sure some people can get offended about certain things, especially if someone's being offensive. Um, but most of this stuff, at least in my own personal life, where I've seen it or heard it or read about it, it's it's theater. 
it's theater. It, it's an effort to squash speech by one person, you know, from one person to another. Right. Um, well, it's and but it's it's worse than that because when it goes back to power, like Zeus mentioned Jordan Peterson, and I remember the way that he sort of broke into the zeitgeist. There's your word, Zeus. The way that he um, zeitgeist the way, that word zeitgeist. The way no the Zeus way is zeitgeist. <laughs> The reason why he became sort of infamous was because he had to go before Congress, you know, the, the you know Canada's equivalent, because of this new rule, this new law that they were passing. And he said, the problem with the law isn't that you're telling me what I can't say, it's you're telling me what I must say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because in Canada, they don't really have the same inalienable right to free speech that we do. And they have something close, probably more like England. But do, but do we even... I mean, we're we're it's, supposed it's, to, but we're it's a, but it's under duress. Okay, we can say what we want, but we can lose our job. We can say what we want, but we can get shot by the cops. We can say what we want, and you know, live a miserable life because we happen to live in a community where, right, where no, what? No, no. You know, but the, but Zeus, the idea that he was the point he was trying to make is it's one thing to try to change or police attitudes and it's show people what might, you know, but it's another thing to make me say something, to compel me to use a certain word in a certain context. And that was really his issue. And I think they've created a whole new dictionary. And if you don't abide by that dictionary, then it's at the very least a microaggression. It's just down, it pretty, you know, really what they're calling it now is hate speech. Yeah, which, which, is, which is so over the top wrong well, i again i work i work in, a, in, a, in an environment where where i do see a lot of people that identify as something other than what i grew up to identify them as mm -hmm. and that's fine um you know <clears throat> in some cases i think it's a very real thing my problem with at least when we get into the the gender politics stuff I don't have a problem with people wanting those changes. It's it's a lot back to, you know, fine, I'll say things the way you want to, but but you gotta understand, I'm from a different generation and I will try, I'll, I'll try and honor what you ask, but, but your rage is unacceptable. Um, right. And generally speaking, I don't say that to a patient, but what I do say is, look, I'm old school, man. I'm a you know, and man, I'm probably saying that to a woman, but but my point being is <laughs> that, man, you got <laughs> but but my point is is that I tell them, look, I understand what you want, I respect it, I'll do my best, but I'm gonna slip up. It's just how I am. It doesn't mean I don't respect it, it just means I'm hardwired, you know. And, and I think that's where I get, I get bothered is that everybody's talking about tolerance, but they're intolerant yes, of, of your <laughs> not adjusting quickly enough. Because this is a relatively new, uh -huh. new kind of thing in, 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 in the social arena. It, it, I'm, I'm saying social arena now rather than zeitgeist. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a new thing. It's also, it's also impossible to keep up with period. Like, I mean, by, by design, 
by design. If you look at TikTok with everybody who's between the ages of like, you know, I don't know what's fucking 15, 25, and they're they're all they're all dressed up in drag basically, and they're throwing out all these different terms and pro there's no way that unless you're already sort of crate trained to it, there's no way that you would ever be able to figure it out if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wonder how it's going, what it's going, what effect it's going to have in the future. They're fucked. Yeah, we, I mean, this is kind of getting a little bit off subject, but we're, our, our kids are, our kids, like like mine, my my kids' ages, not so much yours, Jack. They're 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 probably. I got, I got two young ones too, so. Yeah, but they're they're gonna be you know with their brothers. Their brothers are gonna kind of reinforce a lot of what you think. Um, but the, the the thing about it for me is that we're we're training our children to be offended and hurt by everything, and not take their lumps. Like man. Oof. it's that but we're also training them to be obedient and that's the dangerous compliant. part and at compliant and and i i agree with you zeus it's i mean that's that gets to the whole like you know snowflake notion and all and i think that's a part of it but really and you you know there's a there's dozens and hundreds of examples of this where when you can define a term and let's let's say hate speech right so Hate speech, when it was first ever really talked about in a legal sense, not just as a, as a phrase, but in a legal sense, um, meant one thing. And now, if you are against having drop boxes uh, unmonitored in a neighborhood three weeks before an election, that's, you know, and you, and, you, and you talk about that, that's hate speech now, right? So it's like you take... A word you define it you shift the definition to something else but you keep the the original negative connotation racism is another perfect example of this where we all know what a racist is what being racist is racism all that stuff but see you know, even but, that if you look at that word if i'm not mistaken racism doesn't mean like how we use it racial is my understanding is the term that actually means like saying something that's negative towards a race. Racism is like, it's like. It's believing one race, race is better than another race. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you see what I'm, do you see the, the difference I'm, I'm pointing yeah, but, out there? I think well, we, no, yeah, no, the term racial could be used in a more innocent, broader context. Okay, so it is the other way around, fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. Racial, yeah. racial as racial as an adjective could be used to describe a subject you're talking about. We're going to be talking about racial issues today. There's nothing That's wrong true. with that, right? Um, but and going back to what Mike was saying about hate speech, I think what's lost on a lot of people that we've all kind of got caught up in. Oh, hate speech should be banned. There is no constitutional acknowledgement of anything called hate speech existing in this country at all. It right. doesn't. It doesn't exist. The ACLU, the ACLU actually defended the Nazis of Illinois, and it set the standard. And it's been it's been affirmed since then. Hate speech, technically, you could say something's hate speech because it's mean or even racist, downright mm-hmm. terrible. But it's right. it's it's still protected speech. 
it's not to be censored. It's, the, it's, it's yeah, the answer, the answer is, to count, is to counter it in yes. the public square or to the person and, and, and win the debate or, you know, right. put them, put them in their place. And, and right. so or, by, or by, let that, per, let that person stand out on their own Island as being ignorant. Exactly. I and mean, they'll, that, be judged, they'll be judged accordingly, but you don't here, ban them and you don't censor them and you don't try to lock them up for using even the wrong. And if you equate what well, we both, you know, we can all sort of agree on what we think an example of hate speech would be like, mm -hmm. if you, just in terms of the word hate in there, right? It's not an acknowledged bannable language, but I mean, if somebody says, I hate blank people, okay, that's hateful speech, right? But if somebody uses the wrong gender terminology, that's, or talks, I mean, come on. That's it's, what I'm saying. It, it, once, okay. you, once you set the definition and once it becomes codified in the law and there's laws against it, and then the purveyors of this ideology start shifting the goalposts to what that term means and yet right. the, the punishment for it remains the same this is where you get into manipulation of population it was in a power fault control power all that other stuff here's, and it, it, it's so blatant it's right. so obvious but there's a really good sci-fi book yeah and on that on that subject real quick mike another thing that talks about power and what's what's being allowed to be said and not said is this juicy new term called misinformation. Yeah. That's the yeah. scariest. We used to just call that lies. No, but that's and, the scariest word, I think, in the English language right now. It justifies. And, and, and disinformation. Oh, no, no, no. There's another one. Dehumanization is a big one now, too. Yeah. yeah. So two things. First of all, there's a great, uh, it's a sci-fi book by this guy named Neil Stevenson called Snow Crash. And it talks about, like, how powerful language is. Like if you were to take the Bible and just move one word to the right, you could change an immense amount of, you could, you could change the thought process from there on. You know, it, it's just that simple. We're, the pen is mightier than the sword, you know? Um, so check that one out. It's called Snow Crash. It's a fantastic book. Really looks into language, and but it but it's it's but it reads like a Jap Japanese animation. So it's a it's a really fun read, um, and very intelligent. The other thing I wanted to talk about is to a to a degree. I think this is falling back to our 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 dislike of social media to a certain degree because. I think part of this, if we want to allow for some of the outrage, one thing we have to look at is tonality. Like if I'm on the unit and I've got a male to female and I go, him, it's different than if I go, oh, just go ask him. You know what I mean? That's the hate, the tone the uh, the inflection, how you say it, is a huge part of how it's perceived, and that's one of the reasons why when I make a mistake on the unit, and I often apologize afterwards, but when I make a mistake, the tone in which I say it, and how I, my my whole body language, all that that's involved, are important. Um, I mean when you watch any movie about the 50s or 
you know, where, where the racism is just blatant and they say harsh words with a harsh tone. It's different. Yeah. And I blame I don't social have to see a movie. I remember it. Well, no. I remember <laughs> hearing it firsthand. I heard it from my dad, and my grandfather, you know, the, all the time. They you know, not like bad, not the bad words, but a them here or a they there, you know, like it was offensive to me. But but it, it's important that we remember how you say things is also involved in all this thing. And all this. And I think that's where we have to blame social media because I've made this complaint many times that you'll send a, say you'll send a text to somebody and, and for whatever reason, it's all caps. Oh shit, do the floodgates open? Why are you yelling at me about this? It's like, dude, it's, I, I, I accidentally hit the caps lock. Like, like, the, so social media doesn't allow for tone and inflection and all that. And I think that maybe these younger people are being trained to see words as harsher than they are because they don't hear the tone behind it. Does that make any sense to you guys or am I? No, I, I think you're right, but I don't know that that is for the younger generations. I think we perceive things that way. I think for... No, what I'm saying is they're trained to not have tone in a lot of their communication. So well, I don't know if they're trained not to. I think the communication they use lacks it. Right. Well, you know, social media. But but I don't enough. think I don't think I think for a big degree for a lot of people, it is the words, man. It, you say certain words and people hey, the room gets quiet. You know what I mean? That's frightening. Um, you know, you look at another word like I was saying, um, you know, besides hate speech or racism, terrorists. Like, I remember, I'm old enough to remember when terrorists were people that bombed stuff, right? Now it's like, you can be a terrorist for just disagreeing with the administration or something. I mean, it's just completely absurd. Um, again, it's, it's this taking of the language and, and shifting it. And it is a control thing. And it does get people to, to watch what they say. And it's used as a cudgel against people that aren't in the in the know of the new speak which is not an accident that orwell chose that chose that word you know and you have an ideology that's hell-bent on erasing the past erasing history making everything the present so what better way to cut off the older generation than to turn their language as you said zeus which is just like hey man this is I can't remember how you put it, but you're like, this is the way I talk or whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm to, just like, to make that a crime. To, yeah. You're old school. Right? So being old school becomes a crime. Like you better, you better zip it up. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's, like it's like Logan's run. We're going to get the jewels in our hand and we're going to go see if we live or die because we're not, right. you know, part of the youth. Right. Um, and, it, and, and the other thing is there's certain words, like one of the things that you sent out, Zeus, you know, there's words on there like tribe, like being part of a tribe, uh, crazy, which I get, I get, whatever, um, lame, saying something is dumb. It, there's certain, again, this is communication, man. This is like, you know, we've got, I've got a phone that's got a 
a pregnant guy emoji on it right now, right? And I can't say tribe or I can't, I mean, I'm just saying, when you start outlawing words, you are outlawing thought because there's you know, certain really words is. that are just the perfect word for a certain situation. And we got to look at this from that, a Ray Bradbury standpoint and say that this is Fahrenheit 451, 100%. You know? I think it's it is. Definitely, definitely very 1984 with the news, like Mike was saying. I mean, it's a I little mean, bit of all the books you read. Animal Farm, I can see a little bit of that in there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Brave New World. And I don't think, again, this isn't something where we need to be storming machine gun nests or anything. I think that it's just don't do it. Like, just don't kowtow. Oh, there's another word. Don't kowtow to uh, don't bend the knee. You know, I mean, just do what you're doing. And, and, and again, not in a spiteful, like, I don't care, you know, if you don't like this, I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, if I'm in a situation and I know, like, if I have a friend who doesn't like to talk about politics because they find it distasteful, I don't talk about politics around them. It's very simple, you know, yeah. basic decency. Um, but there's, but I, but if there's someone that says that I can't refer to my mom and dad or, you know, the, I, I can't define what a woman is or something, it's like, I don't have to buy that. I, I have station two. I have my own two feet. I take up space on this planet. I have my own brain. I don't have to make a big deal about making making someone else know they're wrong. I can just not engage them in that and go about my day. I don't have to, to make a big stinking deal about it like they do. Well, and, and, and they're like adding layers. They're adding layers to it of not only are you like uh, whatever you choose to call yourself, but then there's also this like I identify yeah. as. And, and the unfair part about that is I don't know. Yeah, how are we supposed to know? Wear a shirt and whatever. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand. And this is something that may be generational. I, I hope not, because if we lose this, we're, we're totally screwed. But I really, I mean, honestly, throughout my whole life, it's nothing new. I rarely give a flying shit what people think about me, about a lot of things. Now, do I want to like not look like a slob? Do I want to lose some weight? Do I feel good when I have like this new flashy car as opposed to some like, you know, hookie or whatever, hoopy, whatever. That's a Baltimore term, I think. But of course, right? And we're, we're all human. But in the grand scheme of things, I really, I've never cared. And, and that's not from like some major, you know, punk ethic or whatever. It's just, I just don't care. And I never understood people that internalize all this stuff, all this incoming that they get from people to the degree they do. I, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't, I don't know what, but I'm always suspicious of people that are mic, feel that they're being microaggressed or whatever. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you wake up. How do you get out of bed in the morning, man? I mean, being human, it's like getting into the ring every fucking day. Like you are yeah. taking, like, how do you go? How do you get through your day being that fragile? You know, I, I don't get it. No, you, you kind of just want to grab him and call him a big pussy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. We don't use that word. <laughs> Again, and I'm not saying this from like some hyper masculine. I'm not, 
a hyper masculine dude. I'm not trying to be like, you know, belittle anyone. I know some people are more sensitive than others. I mean, I'm very well, sensitive about thing. certain things. But that's I mean, the thing. we're supposed meant... to be getting stronger, not weaker. We're supposed to Develop be evolving. some calluses or something. Like, you know, don't be so uh... worried about. Well, well, that's another thing. That's another thing. They're actually back on the as far as words go. They're equating words with violence. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> verbal violence or something no, like that. No, no. When did, no? When did words become? Vi- I thought smacking somebody in the face was violence. Yeah. Oh, wait. Silence. I can tell you when. I can Silence tell you where it's violent. Maudib. <laughs> it's a Dune reference. I know. I, everybody gets a Dune <laughs> reference. But I'm saying, dude, Jack, to your point, and now silence is violence. Like, not saying something is violence. It's like, right. so what is violence? I mean, again, they're defining, it's changing the definition of violence. And I just reject that. And I can reject it. I don't have to accept that. And it is a, it is a play. It is a power play. It is what it is. Um, And a lot of this stuff, like when I say that, I I really feel that a lot of people aren't actually offended. Again, this is just my own experience, anecdotal, whatever. But most of the people, um, I mean, when I say most, I mean all of the people that I know that espouse this philosophy are all upper class, like when I say upper class, are like fairly well-off uh, white people that live in nice houses. So right. it's almost like this Munchausen thing going on. I don't know what it is where they, 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 they need to feel this pain to, 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 cause they have some guilt. I, I don't know what it is, but like the sign behind me, which is just a joke, but I pass houses where they've got this, with the BLM sign and the, you know, the transgender flag and the rainbow flag. And but it's like, you can't even see the house anymore. It, it's like a, it's like a parody of, of, uh, of, you know, what's that word? Um, virtue signaling to, oh to like this crazy degree. And I'm just like, you live in a house that costs a million dollars and there's only two people living there. You know, what, what's with the signs? You know, what, what actually are you doing to, you know, make I mean, the world a better place? What have you? We could probably anyway, do like, I, That's a little bit of a tangent and a little really. bit of an anecdote, but. It makes sense. Um, I mean, we could probably do a Venn diagram on this or, or one of those, you know, those like where the serial, you know, where they're trying to find out who the serial killer is and they got the strings going from here to there and there. Cause this could also be, in that cancel culture kind of vibe, like, you know, you own that million dollar house, you're probably an executive at the company you work for. Um, If you don't, you know, sign on to whatever they're telling you you got to sign on to, you're going to lose that big house. It's going to, it's going to track you home. No, no, white guilt goes back a long time. And there's been books written about it. I think one author was named Shelby Steele. Um, who's an African-American man. He wrote a book called White Guilt, and it really had to do with white liberalism. And I think that's been going on for a while since the civil rights movement. And now it's extended to the rainbow flag and, you know, to every other, you know, cause that the wealthy white elite can get behind to kind of show that they're down with the people. And it, it maybe it is a form of Munchausen, Mike. I, I, I don't know. Like social Munchausen or something. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, how how guilty can you feel while living in that million dollar mansion? I mean, like, like, what are you really doing? You're putting up, you, you feel so bad you're going to hang a flag on your house? Like, well, that's what I mean. it's, it's like the bumper sticker, bumper sticker activism, right? So it's like, right. you know, what, what about just being a decent, good person and treating all of God's creatures in your presence with compassion and respect and everything right. else. And I don't need to get up on a, on a soapbox and scream about it and I don't need to put a dumb sign in my yard or whatever and I'm certainly not going to go around and browbeat other people who have an opinion about something that's different than mine and try to right. equate them to being some sort of like monster or what I mean it's it's so it's such it's such sick manipulation of, of the language it is it's it's offensive, to be honest well, with you. Well, and, and, you know, totally what do they call offensive. that? What do they call you know, it? We have a term for that too, Mike, and it's a good term. It's called virtue signaling. It's virtue signaling. Yes, exactly. And I got I to gotta say, I like that we're, we're going down a path, because I didn't want to make this about so much the gender stuff and all that. I like that we're going down just this path. Just a flare-up. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, just a, it's just a piece of it. But I mean... <laughs> Like it's, but this, this like attack on language, it's almost like, you know, coming from a medical standpoint, it's almost like a virus. It's like the body is, the body being society is, is it's like cancerous. It's like, it's like, it's affecting the, the whole structure of our society. When I still will argue that when I walk down the street, it's the it's the nod, you know. People still get along. So much of this is just us being told how we're supposed to talk to each other. And I don't. And like you said, Mike, I don't think most of us give a shit. You know what? I'll say all day long. I'm always like, "What's up, my brother? Hey, brother." And I'm saying that to everybody, every race, creed, or color, or boss. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I, it. It doesn't register in my head these things. Well, yeah, and that's just it. You're, if you're being excessive, like if you're being friendly, if you're a friendly person, then good for you. Maybe that'll bounce back to you. People will be nicer to you too. But even if you're not a friendly, even like I don't walk around saying hi to everybody, you know, and I just don't, you know. But but uh, but I'm still not going out of my angry grandpa. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I'm not going out of my way to be rude. Get off my lawn. No, right. <laughs> If somebody makes eye contact with me, I'll, I'll give them a nod or I'll say, hey, how are you? You know what I mean? But other than that, I'm just trying to get through my day in this crazy world. And I'd rather have people be nicer to me than not. So I try to be, you know, I'm not going to go up to them and give them a hug or anything is my point. You know what I mean? Like, Here, here's the sad thing. And and we, we've seen this. Um, it's already started. I mean, it's been going on, but to varying, various degrees. But this stuff will event this mentality and this philosophy and, and and way of being it ends up eating itself because you can never be virtuous enough there's all it, it's it's a it is a scale and and the people who buy into this philosophy will end up eating each other right in the same they're aquarium gonna, it's just it's screw up too they're gonna screw up they're gonna screw up they're gonna say something wrong or and and the one that's this 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 whole dichotomy, this one fascinates me. Um, and not again, not that we have to get into the gender stuff because it's kind of whatever. It's kind of uh, boring at this point. But is the um, 
the term TERF. Are you familiar with this, Jack? Trans exclusionary yeah. radical feminist? Yes, it's a fem it's a feminist that actually is so feminist that being a woman means something. <laughs> yes, and this term like turf trans exclusion exclusion exclusionary radical feminist. So I'm like I remember I'm old enough to remember when we called these people feminists, right? Um, but again, there's this it's this weird thing, and to me, it's almost like. I don't even, like, I'm just going to hang back. Like, I don't even know where I fit into this argument. I mean, honestly, I support the, the TERFs because, you know, I growing up when when we did, I'm definitely, um, you know, the, the word feminist and feminism is, is loaded, you know, but I definitely well, have evolved. always considered myself to be a feminist to a degree. I mean, I, you know, I definitely believe in, equal rights, you know, very basic, but because I believe in the constitution and all people are created equal and all that stuff. But I definitely um, have, have some feminist beliefs and things like that. So to hear these people called like, you know, radical for believing that they should be able to like, you know, play on a team and not have to compete against a biological male right. or something or, is, and all of a sudden that's like outrageous. Right. It's amazing. Or maybe have a safe space like the women's bathroom. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's um, I I just I don't look. Here's the whole thing. Like I, I said this to my wife. You know, we were talking about this a few months ago. I love women. Like I mean, I love my wife, but I just love women in general. I think they're beautiful, fantastic beings. Like I'm, I am. I'm happy to be a guy. I'm happy that God put women on the planet. Um, they're amazing. They're they're everything that 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 you know men aren't, and and that's fantastic. And so to to say like to to try to erase that and I whatever that is being a woman is again it's like everything that people who subscribe to this philosophy this like super far radical leftist Marxist philosophy everything they touch they destroy right it's like don't destroy women like don't have the concept of what a woman is. like let them can they play on their own sports team can they have their own bathrooms like can we like acknowledge what a woman is and, and not have it be like some crazy political thing to to help the one billionth of a percent of people out there that you know, have this, you know, gender dysphoria or whatever, 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 whatever their deal is. I don't even care. It's like good for them. But why does it always involve something being taken away from everyone else? What, what, are, where did that start? Why can't uh, things coexist to the, anyway, what I'm going off on a tangent, but no, it's anyway. A good it's a good tangent, but um, I, again, I, this I, subject I, requires some tangents actually. Yeah. I'm just saying, women are awesome. It's like, it, and and we're we have a Supreme Court justice that just got confirmed that can't even define what a woman is. Right. That is the judge. That is judge whether they're a woman or not. Let me say that <laughs> that is crazy and psychotic. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Hey, you know, you know, worse than that, Mike. It's lame. Oh, you guys, Downright we're gonna way. get canceled. I just. Feel like oh yeah, well, yeah. Well, now we're gonna hear from the peanut gallery. Me, that, yeah, 
We have a we need to have a we need to have a powwow and Whoa, uh, get that to the bottom one, of this. Actually, that one, Jack. Do you remember back in the day the powwow conversation with Jessica? No, I don't. But it probably shouldn't be repeated on the show. Uh, it's a great story. Um, he, here's powwow the, is actually kind of offensive, though. <laughs> here, that one he, I get. Here's the no, thing that drives me not, crazy it's too. Offensive. It's not offensive unless I mean why? Because it's cultural appropriation. Is that the idea? That a little bit, yeah. That yeah, one but, I can get behind. But I, uh, that someone, one I don't mind. But can someone define cultural appropriation? I'm not trying no. to steal anyone's call. It's like, look, it's a melting pot. This country, you know, the Native Americans were already here. We came here, wrecked havoc, whatever. More people came over from Europe. Everyone's coming up from South America. It is a melting pot. We celebrate Cinco de Mayo. I love Frankfurters. You can go in and I can get sushi in my neighborhood. I love sushi. It's like, you know, whatever. My daughter dressed up as Moana. It is that, isn't that diversity? Like that we can all just kind of like put all this stuff together. I mean, hey, to, to quote the great Bill Pullman from, from the should have gotten an Oscar nominated movie, Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> Best picture. When man. the aliens fucking come, we're all earthlings. That's, yes, <laughs> that was one of the dude. That was one of the things that was great. That movie. That's why everyone cries at the end, man. Like Randy Quaid's going up in the thing, and Bill Pullman's like, oh. I know people are radioing in from all over the world and stuff. <laughs> we need a good alien. How station. often do you get to pull a Bill Pullman ID for? Because that's what I call it. Yeah. Uh, reference. <laughs> <laughs> and have it be somewhat appropriate. <laughs> it was a great fucking speech for, by today's standards, awful movie. <laughs> yeah. It was a popcorn movie, man. It was good it for was what it movie. was. It was a fun popcorn movie. It was good for what it was. <laughs> well, so listen, guys. Um, God, we could do this for... I could actually go on for a while with this. But as you guys know, um, and I think we're going to have to cancel this. We're going to have to go out on this one because i think it's we only have one zoom thing that can be going on at the same time well so i was gonna say I, I i think we're for what we were talking about wanting to do i think we did it's it. great yeah, yeah I, think, um, I think i think we've been on for a little while boy all right so what i want to say is <laughs> to all the people that listen to the end um i'm gonna be starting a new podcast with some of the girls that were on before dana Desiree. Some of the dames, some of the dames that were on previous podcasts. You know those chicks. Um, yeah. The chicks. The, the, so it's going to be Dana, um, Desiree, and Mary's not going to be on tonight, but we're going to start it uh, tonight. We're going to do like a pilot episode, just kind of do a bi bios on each on each other. And um, uh, I, I like the name for it. I think you guys, if, if I didn't tell you guys already, we're going to oh. call it the nurses. The nurses are in. Which I think nice. Is nice. And uh, you'll like you'll like the uh, the the logo that we're going to come up with. I think it's really nice. And I've got a I've got a guy. I got a really good artist that I know that's going to do one, a new one for our show as well. That Wizard of Oz kind of vibe that I was telling you about. And so but, these um, were this was this was the crew that we had on episode sixty two. Yeah, talking Redonda about Redonda Redonda Vault. Also, for all the listeners out there, we're planning. Uh, somewhat of an event on either May 12th or May 13th. We'll, we'll make it more clear on all our social media, you know, the thing that's destroying society. Um, yeah. 
yeah. about about Redondavat on the sentencing. Um, there's going to be a million nurse march on the 13th. We might do it on the 12th or the, the million nurse marches on the 12th. I'm sorry, um, but Redondavat's sentencing is on the the 13th. So we haven't decided which day we're going to do it on, but I'm going to try and get people to come up to Patriots and make make a make kind of a shindig out of it. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. So if right. friends if friends of Zeus is Happy Days, then your new nurse podcast is sort of like Journey Loves Chachi. Oh no, I was going to go Mork so, and Mindy. Oh okay, Mork, Mork and three Mindy. So spinoff. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about Laverne and Shirley? That sounds more like it. Laverne and nah, Shirley. Nah, that's just two dames. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, no, All no, right, no. <laughs> All right Jack. That's enough of you plugging your other podcast. We uh, thanks for tune, tuning in, guys, and uh, I'll see you all next week. Peace. T all right, take care, guys. See you guys. I'm gonna hop in. start trying to legislate morality you've got a problem you know it doesn't work it hasn't worked in the past it won't work in the future yeah, but if anything goes there's got to be some sense of responsibility don't you think there's a difference between responsibility and adherence to dogma when the dogma becomes legislation that's when you have the danger